Gotta turn the world into your dance floor. Determinate. Determinate. I was going to do the rap. I can't do that. It's too good. Uh, it's it's a lot. <laughs> Chef's kiss, in my opinion. Yeah. So, uh, welcome to the 100th episode of Making the Podcast. My name's Evan. And I'm Katie. Very, you can hear the excitement in her voice. I can see it all over her face. Now, before we reflect on the last 100 episodes, I was going to say 100 years. Um, <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> feels like it sometimes. Um, Katie, how are you? What's up? Catch up. Tell me everything. I'm, I'm good. Mm. I'm um, incredibly proud we've made it to 100 episodes. I know. What a fun time. What a madness. <laughs> madness. Absolute madness. And I actually was meant to do this before we started and I forgot and now I've, I remembered again. But there's a, st- a statistic of something like only like because we've made it to 100 episodes, we're basically in like the top like 2% Ooh, of podcast or, or something like that. Because like um, when do people usually quit? podcasts um yeah 90 percent of podcasts don't get past episode three that's a large percentage that's eight million who quit of the two hundred thousand left 90 percent will quit after 20 episodes that's another 180,000 that is such a large percentage that's mad and we are on one Hundred. <laughs> it's just mad like that we're not oh, even we're in triple digits like we are that's crazy <laughs> you know so i'm good i'm actually not too well like i woke up today and i didn't feel great yeah but you know the show must go on and it's 100 episodes and we're not we're not quitting so we're mm. persevering through um but i'm good at that i'm really busy now from to, well, from today, but obviously today is over now. So from mm-hmm. tomorrow up until Monday, I'm incredibly busy with work. Busy gal. Like doing 13 to 15 hour shifts. Mm-hmm. 13 hour shift tomorrow, 15 hour shift today before, and then another uh, 12, 12 hours. Mm. Today, did Saturday and Sunday. Long day. Long, long four days. But yeah, no, other than that, I'm really, really good. And I'm just excited to be here. How about you? How are you? I am good. I'm manifesting mm. because life is rough sometimes. It is. And you want to manifest for better things. So I think my manifesting has been working in some instances. Okay. If it would just work in the um <laughs> other instances, I would like that. But I'm putting it out there. I'm putting it out there too for you. Mm. What's meant for you won't pass you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Other than that, I'm actually, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm fine. Because I'm trying to get my energy up um, for the 100th. Um, but yeah, it is up there. So yeah, you don't want to be, you know, sour about this. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, trying to think is anything major happened in the last week in, in my life. We'll talk about other major events in a moment. Mm. Uh, nothing major happened in my life recently. So, yeah, no, me neither. Just, you know, hammering away, trying to right. trying to make a change for once in my life to quote Michael Jackson. Yeah. 
yeah, we're just just two working people just trying to trying to work. <laughs> two working people just trying to work. That's all we are. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, we mentioned it's a 100 episode. Let's reflect a little bit, shall we? Okay, let's We've done a little bit of reflection there, but let's continue on reflecting. So, 100. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my God, we're here. <laughs> like... I don't like not that I ever didn't think we'd make it to a hundred, but just like the thought of like how far we've come since our first episode's like a bit mad. Yeah, considering our technical issues at the very beginning. <laughs> oh, that was horrific. And we were like, it's a curse, and we we're like, no, we're gonna beat this. And we did. And we did beat it. We like mm. we still do have some technical issues every now and then. Um mm. actually, yeah, fun fact was it last yeah, last week, um, we had like the worst technical issues the minute we stopped recording. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was so lucky. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> we really yeah. did break the course. <laughs> um, but yeah, now like it's just it's mad to think that like for years we were always like, let's start a podcast, and yeah. we never did. And yeah. then when we did, now we're a hundred episodes. Oh god, in started off we- as a Snapchat message. <laughs> Yeah, multiple Snapchat messages. <laughs> um, we committed. We did, and like, we only have ourselves to thank for, like, where we are, I suppose, and all of our guests that have come on. Mm-hmm. Obviously, thank you to everybody who has come Caitlin, on. They're a graphic designer who designed the logo as well. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, but like, other than that, like, we put the. We put a grind in. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> and we do. And we do. And we will continue to do so until we are 87. <laughs> Not that I'm going to live that long. But <laughs> and it's actually been 100 years. <laughs> you know, we, oh, we could oh. live into our mid-120s. Well... That would make, but this is no, because when did we start pop news? I don't know what I was going to say, the 100 pop news. We didn't start this at a good bit in. <laughs> pop news? Yeah. Pop news is from get go, no? No, we only said that, I think, a few episodes in. Oh, well, then it's like our, we'll just say 94th. <laughs> so we're going to move on to the 94th pop news question mark. Katie. <laughs> You're going to kick us off again because you have an update on herself. <sighs> yes, Miss mm. Ballinger. So it's actually not as riveting as I thought it was going to be, but I was like, oh, we may as well dive into it while we're here. So um, I didn't really write anything up about it. I'm just going to spitball. So basically, mm. Trisha recorded a podcast and she put out another podcast, basically saying that Colleen... Once all the grooming allegations came out at the start, before Trisha realised what Colleen done to her with like sending her nudes to underage people, mm-hmm. allegedly. Um, but not allegedly, it happened. Um, but um Colleen voice noted Trisha and was basically like, Let's just release a podcast, let's not address it, let's just release another episode of the oversharing. I think it's called like Oversharing or something they had a podcast called that literally lasted like two episodes. So 
<laughs> in your face. <laughs> All I'm saying, we're in the top few percent. Um, yeah, well, obviously that was a quit to unforeseen circumstances. But yeah, basically, so Colleen was trying to use Trisha and use that podcast that they had started together as kind of like she was like let's just like just do an episode and not speak about it mm-hmm. like real snakily trying to like take away from it and then just before they went to record that podcast then it came out about Colleen like being mean towards Trisha mm-hmm. like really proven to be and yeah so basically the scandal this time is that Colleen was trying to take the heat off herself using her and Trisha's platform so technically speaking it's kind of like she was in a way trying to use Trisha to take the brunt Mm -hmm. of the allegations in a sense yeah because in her mind she would have been like oh well it's like not really just me like Trisha will get this as well and maybe Trisha will be dragged into it Mm -hmm. if they had put a podcast out after it so yeah also on the Colleen sphere, um, she may be in a bit of hot water when it comes to her childhood cancer donations that she done every year. Mm-hmm. So this is really all speculated and allegated. Like this is really, really. But Adam McIntyre put out a video about it, and I can't remember the person's name whose video Adam was reacting to, mm-hmm. but she's brilliant um and she's like a lawyer and she does i think it's legal bites actually oh i think i've heard of that yeah yeah i think that's who it was and she was saying some really like spitting facts about um uh just kind of people being a bit sneaky when it comes to charity and that colleen could have possibly done the same whereas all the money got would go into Colleen's bank account, mm-hmm. which she was always transparent about. But basically she was using, it looks like she was using the ta- the the fundraisers as a tax return mm-hmm. to like pay less tax because they're charity donations. Well, of course. And also she used to send out loads of prizes. So like there'd be incentives to donate and then if you donate, you'd get prizes. Mm-hmm. But it also looks like that she could have been paying for the package, packaging, postage and packaging for the prizes from mm-hmm. the donations because they were going into her bank account. So you can't really decipher what was her money and what was the the donations money. And over the span of a couple of years, like she raised like millions. Mm. So, yeah, that's all the Colleen tea. I just want to ask you there, actually, did you, did her ex-husband do an interview recently? Yes, with Swoop, the Swoop mm-hmm. interview. I actually haven't watched it, so I can't report on that yet. Mm-hmm. But next episode, I should have a full report on it because I want to really sit down and watch it. But there's been other things that's come out about, not out about him, but like his friend has a podcast mm-hmm. and sat down and spoke about like, like, Josh's friend was like oh yeah like I honestly thought like Colleen was so nice and like we used to hang out because I genuinely thought she was nice but then she would like rip the back off of Josh yeah behind his back and one day they had had a falling out but they had like kind of met up at like VidCon or something and like rekindled and the friend was like to Josh like I should hate you because of your wife 
mm-hmm. because of the things she says about you behind your back. He's like, I should hate you. Oh my gosh. He's like, but I don't because I don't believe her. Oh my gosh, but you got to keep you got to update us on that next week. Yeah, no, I will. I will have to update you on that next week. So we're gonna carry on. So looks like Chris Brown is back on his bullshit. Um Tanache sat down with Zach Sang to talk about her new music and says her former label organized collaborations with both R. Kelly and Chris Brown for her. She says she regrets it and called it embarrassing. Uh, Chris did not take well to this and commented on a TikTok from the interview saying, name five Tanache songs or die. Everybody dead. And continued saying, she's full of that evil. Shorty's career is non-existent. What's more embarrassing is that she worked with all these people and not one of us could save her career. So someone else who rattled Chris Brown this week was Selena Gomez. So an audience footage from the VMA showed Selena seemingly seeming displeased that Chris was nominated for a VMA. Chris Brown's friend, Joyner Lucas, took issue with this, posting videos of Selena listening to Chris in the past saying they be fans, though, and continue saying no Chris Brown slander will be tolerated. Selena responded, saying, I will never become a meme again. And uh, and uh, and uh, Joyce, sorry, just last I'm trying to talk there. And Joyce, uh, Luke, sorry, why am I blanking? It's okay. Where am I going? I just read his name and now it's disappeared. There we go. Joyner Lucas uh, then said that Chris Brown is the closest thing that we have to Michael Jackson. No, he's not. Not in a million years. (laughs) Chris Brown just stopped, like... Well, like... What do you mean you won't tolerate the Chris Brown slander? Like, it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if it's Selena or if it's two people from Dublin on a podcast, like just slander is gonna be happening, you know. Yeah. Um like just get over it. Mm. I know this is awful to say, but you think Chris Brown just be used to it by now. Honestly, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like and like if you were that actually much of a strong person, you'd be like, ah, do you know what? I don't even care anymore. Yeah, and then all he does is go off on fucking Instagram and stuff and it's like get like you're being yeah. called out for a fucking reason. You've been a re- you fucking <laughs> assaulted Usher recently, right? That's not. Yeah, true. But also, like, yeah, she probably was a fan mm-hmm. once upon a time, and now she's not because people can change. So, and like, what's he getting all his friends to do is fighting for? Yeah, exactly. You're a grown man. You're in your like well into your thirties now. Cop on. To quote one of my favorite memes, get a job, stay away from her. Yeah. Okay, so this next one, it's a bit of a follow on from something we discussed last week. And actually, I found it interesting because you actually brought this up. So after landing in hot water, uh, giving his character letter about his co-star, Danny Masterson, Ashton Kutcher has decided to step down from Thorn, uh, the anti-sex child abuse foundation he, he co-founded. He released a statement saying victims of sexual abuse have been historically silenced and the character statement I submitted is yet another painful instance of questioning victims who are brave enough to share their experiences. After my wife and I spent several days of listening, personal reflection, learning and conversations with survivors and the employees and the leadership at Thorn, I've determined the uh, responsible thing for me to do is resign as chairman of the board effective immediately. I cannot allow my error in judgment to distract from our efforts and the children we serve. 
The mission must always be the priority, and I want to offer my heartfelt apology to all victims of sexual violence and everyone at Thorn who I hurt by what I did. And to the broader ad- advocacy community, I am deeply sorry. I remain proud of what we have accomplished in the past decade, and we will continue to support Thorne's work. Thank you for your tireless advocacy and dedication to the cause. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, makes sense. Yeah. Kind of glad he stepped down. Yeah. Well, like, that's also just a real, like, legal move. Mm-hmm. That his legal team were like, get off that board now because obviously it's not going to help if anything does go to court. <laughs> yeah, cetera, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so am I going to sit here and be like, oh my God, what a, such a nice guy. He's after stepping down from the board. No, what a smart guy. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean he's necessarily nice, mm-hmm. but it means he knows what he's doing. And look, I've all, like I never had an issue with Ashton Kutcher or Mila Kunis. Yeah. And obviously what they did, it was a long time ago as well. And not that that excuses anything, but as I said, like people I literally just said it in the last topic, people can change and grow. Mm-hmm. People's opinions change, people's taste of music changes, like everything changes. And I hope for just sheer like faith in humanity that they have grown since they both done their impact statements. Yeah. And that's all I have to say. Well, I'm going to agree with you there. We're going to move on to the next one. So um, we all got to know her from uh, Unfabulous and then got to love her on shows like American Horror Story and Scream Queens. But it looks like Emma Roberts may match her Mean Girl counterparts in some right in some way. Uh, Angelica Ross, who worked with Emma on American Horror Story in 1984, took to Instagram Live to publicly call out Emma's on-set behaviour. She shared that Emma was transphobic towards her on set, on set, talking about an experience where they were called to set and, and uh, quoted saying, and John is like, okay, ladies, that's enough. Let's get back to work. And then she, she being Emma, looks at me and goes, don't you mean lady? She also said Emma played mind games on set and when someone spoke up, spoke up about this to a higher up Emma did not face her repercussions but the person who reported her did Angelica also shared an instance in which Emma mocked her voice by um lowering lowering the pitch she tweeted saying the funniest part we're all sitting around I'm copying Cody's accent didn't know he had one Emma then copies my voice and laughs and drops to several octaves I was shook she read me for blood with my own words of course I was self-conscious about my voice on set after that Angelica has since said that as much as she appreciates the support, no one should be threatening Emma with violence in any way. I love Emma Roberts, but oh my god, this hurts. I'm gonna just say it again. Why does everyone I love let me down? Honestly. In the celebrity world. You all need to stop. Anyone else that's left, please. <laughs> I know. I need to start following the like problematic ones now because they seem to be the least unproblematic ones. <laughs> telling you, I'm raging. I know, I'm absolutely raging. But like, yeah, now she she needs to do some growing and learning. Mm. And I hope people stop giving her death threats because that's not nice. Yeah. I feel like this isn't really going to go anywhere though. No, it's just going to be a bit of Emma slander for a while and then everyone's going to forget about it in like a week. So. Yeah. But I hope she, I hope Emma listens and learns and grows and 
apologizes at least privately. Yeah. That's all. Oh, I know. Why? Why? I love Emma Roberts. Why do my faves have to let me down? <laughs> I ask myself that question every day. Oh, anyway, then with this final headline. So the whole internet was shook when Grammy Award winning singer Lana Del Rey was seen waitressing at a Waffle House. Lana sat down with a Hollywood reporter to talk about many things. One of them was finally giving us an answer as to being a waitress. She told the magazine that she never intended to work a shift at the restaurant and that she was offered a shirt after spending time there in July. She said, we were on our third hour and the servers asked, do you guys want shirts? Hell yeah, we were thrilled. This guy, a regular, comes in every day and orders two things. So they were like, just go get it for him. I brought him a Coke, no ice and an empty cup. When the photos went viral, Lana shared her reaction to the response saying, wish my album had gone as viral. I woke up to like 10,000 texts the next morning. Some from folks I had not heard from for 10 years. Saw your picture at Waffle House laughing. I was like, did you hear my new album? And Lana also spoke on the criticism she gets as an artist being asked if the sad girl identity bothers her. She said, no, I'm sad too. And I'm so in touch with that. There was a lot to be sad about back then. What's funny to me is that there wasn't as much room for me to write about that as other people who did. By the grace of God, things have cooled down a little, but it's been challenging for sure. Hmm. Well, we finally have her answer as to why she was at the Waffle House. Yeah, that is true. I still find that mad. <laughs> That's funny, like. <laughs> but um, yeah, like Lana's one of those people that like I've never really been into. Mm-hmm. But like I've obviously liked the yeah. music that like is popular better, but like um, I did. I kind of did feel like she fell off for a while. Until yeah, so that, did I. that happened, and then, like, as she said, everyone was just talking about that, and now I'm just talking about her music, and I'm just kind of like, girl, I just think you need to stick to your niche audience, <laughs> which I do think she's doing, to be honest. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think she should just get a part time job in the waffle house just for okay. a bit of crack. I would love if Lana served me waffles. Or anything. <laughs> you know, she does serve vocals. <laughs> and looks, because she's gorgeous. And looks, of course. I love yeah. Lana Del Rey with my whole heart. I know uh, you do. <laughs> I thought we'd end on a high note. Uh, it's been a bit doom and gloom, isn't it, so far? <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, you know, it's not all sour. No. Uh, Katie, introduce this week's topic. Well, things should be looking up from here on out because, and the crowd goes, ah, <laughs> yes, as we have already said, it's been 100 episodes and don't you wish you were us? My goodness, what a journey. So here we go. Living on a high wire, we're about to tell you what we're speaking about this week. So sit down, relax and turn up the music or, well, the volume as we're about to speak about more than a band. That's right, our 100th episode is all about none other than the iconic Lemonade Mouth. <laughs> so, Evan, what is your history with Lemonade Mouth? Okay, so my history with Lemonade Mouth, I remember, so I was like 15 when Lemonade Mouth came out, so I was a bit too old for the Disney Channel at that point, mm. Um, one could say. So, But I remember seeing the ads and stuff for it, and there was a lot of promotion and stuff for it. 
But uh, and I remember hearing the songs like Determinate and She's So Gone. They were like the big ones. Mm-hmm. And I re- I recognized Bridget Mender, so I knew that like she was going to be in it. And then I think I've watched like bits about over the years, but I didn't properly sit down and watch it until sometime during the pandemic. Actually, that's when I watched like the full film. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the first time I'd ever watched it like fully. What's your history with Lemonade Mess? Mine's quite similar that like we were a bit old for Disney Channel. So mm-hmm. I remember like obviously I still watched it, but like not as closely as I would have mm-hmm. at that point. So like I was still seeing the ads and I was still just watching like the reruns of like That's Our Raven. But like I would remember that the ads would always pop up for Lemonade Mouth. Mm-hmm. Always. And like that, I knew Bridget Mendler like from Good Luck Charlie and all the all the good things. And I loved Bridget Mendler. So I was like, oh, like that looks cool. But like you, I never actually watched the full film until this week. <laughs> so we were like, about to it. I seen bits and bobs. Yeah. And like I knew what it was about. And I had a, a general gist, but I didn't actually ever sit down and just one full sweep and watch it until this week yeah so that we're gonna history yeah so we're gonna recap the movie that is lemonade myth for the 100th episode katie are you ready i'm ready so the film opens with a lemonade mouth concert about to take place but this is the story of how the band was formed so it all started in detention stella when charlie olivia and mo are in detention and mrs resnick lays out the rules she wants the students to clean in order to turn the storage room into a music room. Mrs. Resnick hears a noise and decides that it's that's it, but uh, she needs she's going to go talk to the principal, but we need to turn it back further. So in the morning, uh, Stella is playing her guitar as her mother rushes her out the door. She gets dropped off at school and she argues with her mom. Her mom gets a phone call and she heads to school. So Ray, so um, Ray pokes fun at Stella. Wen talks to his dad about uh, his dating a younger woman called Sydney. Charlie is playing the drums in the car and uh, his parents want him to try out for soccer. Charlie notices Mo being dropped off. So Mo's dad wants her to focus on her future. She gets out of the car and is avoiding Scott. Olivia arrives at school and drops and drops her books. Mo gets changed and finds Scott, who it turns out is her boyfriend. Principal Brennigan is talking to Stella and her mom in the office. He is lecturing her about the rules and finds Mo and Scott ditching class. So he calls he calls Mo in and lectures her. So Wen is about to present in class and Sydney shows up with his folder. He calls the teacher stupid and he gets in trouble. So Mo gets detention and Scott gets let off with a warning. Mrs. Resnick and Principal Brennigan argue about the arts. Olivia is reading in the janitor's closet and knocks over some supplies. So she gets caught by the principal and gets detention. Charlie is trying her for soccer and gets distracted by Mo. Charlie gets fed up with the abuse he gets from the other players and throws a ball at the coach. It's the first assembly in the new gym. Stella gets asked to move uh, to another seat by two cheerleaders. She refuses and gets called a freak. Stella decides to be empowered and stands up in front of everyone to challenge authority. So everyone claps. Stella gets detention, which takes place in the basement. Stella finds out that the non-sports clubs get put down in the basement. There's a Mel's lemonade machine outside detention, and they all get a can from the machine. Mrs. Resnick goes to talk to Brennigan, and they all start cleaning. So everyone except Stella starts to clean. There's water dripping in a bucket, which leads to music. 
Everyone grabs an instrument as Olivia sings the song, Turn Up the Music. So Mrs. Resnick arrives back to see them all singing. She shushes them and needs to think. She says they're meant to play together. She wants them to enter Rising Star to stick it to Principal Brennigan. Stella doesn't want to do it. Mo can't. Charlie has stuff. Olivia doesn't sing. Mudslides are entering and they think they don't have a chance. They all leave detention and go their separate ways. So Olivia uh, heads home to see her grandmother and tries to feed her cat. Uh, Wen isn't spending time with his dad in Sydney. Mo is practicing her violin and enters in to turn up the music. Charlie is drumming as his mom asked about him about soccer tryouts and he says they were great. So Stella is at dinner with her family and she says she's vegetarian. She says that she could start a revolution. So they all get the same text from Stella. Wes startles Olivia and they meet at the pizza place. Stella sign, signed the band of her rising star and the Halloween bash. Olivia gets assigned as the songwriter. They all agree to one practice. Stella is showing Charlie the key change and practice begins. Mo wants out. So does Charlie. Man plays a few keys and the song Somebody Begins. Mo and Charlie are back in. Mrs. Resnick is dancing outside with a lemonade. They're all excited to keep going as a band. Mo meets Scott at the space and he tells her his set was cut short due to their band. She tells him that she's in Stella's band. He tells her to think about it and Ray wants to take the band down. Mudslide performs the song and the crowd goes. The crowd cheer and Mo looks awkward. The whole school is staring at Wen and Stella. They're in the rehearsal space and they all have a lemonade. They need a band name, but nothing is working. Olivia goes to get another lemonade. She comes back in with the sign telling them to back off the bash. Scott and Mo argue in the cafeteria. Charlie sits with her after Scott leaves. So Olivia goes to get a drink out of the vending machine and gets targeted by Ray and two girls. The band jumps to defend her. Ray grabs onto Charlie and Stella spits lemonade in Ray's face. A big argument breaks out until Principal Brennigan shows up. Ray lies and calls Stella Lemonade Mouth and therefore they have the band name. Wen heads to Olivia's house to write songs with her. Olivia's grandmother pours them some lemonade and they start writing songs. Wen wraps a verse and the word Determinate stands out in her mind. So Wen sees her cat and calls her cat old. Uh, Nancy, the cat, was her mom's and it's the only thing Olivia has left of her. They continue to work on the song. She sings a verse of the song and they have a moment. The band heads to rehearsal and the Halloween bash is tomorrow. Olivia stops in her tracks and they all want to have some lemonade, uh, but it is scheduled for removal. Stella wants to know why the machine is being removed and hounds the secretary about this. Due to the Turbo Blast sponsorship, the machine is being removed. Stella says it's more than just a soda machine. Wen arrives to find Sydney has moved her stuff in. Wen's dad has asked Sydney to marry him and he has nothing to say. So Ray takes Mo to the weight room uh, where they find Jules flirting with Scott. Mo runs off crying. It's the Halloween bash and Olivia still isn't there. Olivia ran to Hurl and the band go to find her. Ray and Scott try to make uh, make out like Lemonade Mouth won't show up. Mrs. Resnick tells the principal Lemonade Mouth will be ready. The band heads to the bathroom. Wen covers Olivia through the stall door. Stella has lemonade cans for everyone. Wen takes one and gives it to Olivia. Wen says he believes in her. She takes a sip of lemonade and she's ready to go. Lemonade Mouth has taken to the stage and initially get booed. They sing the term determinate. The crowd loves them. Scott thinks Lemonade Mouth are great. Stella brings everyone's attention, uh, everyone's attention to the lemonade machine being removed and funding funding for the arts. The band uh, hand out lemonade cans and then then sing, here we go. Principal Brennigan wants them to stop, so he shuts off the power. 
The next day, they're in his office and he tells them off. Principal Brennigan tells them that Lemonade Mouth is finished and threatens him with suspension. Another student recorded Lemonade Mouth's show and put it on a CD. He slips this uh, to Wen and they make a deal. The band got a great review in the school paper and Charlie is a heartthrob. The school are in favour of Lemonade Mouth, but the principal isn't having it. He pulls Stella aside and she says they didn't have any any of the signs up. At Dante's, uh, the band sit down at sit down for pizza and Stella and Wen tell them they can't they can start playing at the restaurant. Mo doesn't want to be a part of it after Scott walks in. They follow her out and there's a huge lemonade mouth poster in front of the restaurant. So they play the restaurant regularly, set to the song She's So Gone. Scott sees the performance and walks out. Lemonade Mouth is officially adored by the school. Olivia didn't show up for school, so they go to her house and we find out her cat Nancy died. They all stare at the clouds. Stella shares her insecurities about her intelligence. Mo shares how she's never going to live up to her dad's expectations. Wen shares about Sydney and Olivia shares that her dad is in prison. They sing the song more than a band. Scott wants to talk to Mo. He says he still has feelings for her and says she's not the same girl she used to be. She forgives him but doesn't take him back. Wayne is brushing his teeth when Sydney shows him that Lemonade Mouth is playing on the radio. He calls Olivia. She turns the radio on. Uh, Mo, Charlie, and Stella dance. So at the restaurant, Mo is sick as the band perform. Ray takes the mic off Olivia and it inc- uh, it uh, incurs a Red Cup riot. Mo and Charlie are walking home and the band aren't playing at the restaurant anymore. Charlie tells Mo that he likes her and she says they're just friends. So Charlie leaves and Mo gets a lecture by her father. They have an argument and her mother comforts her. Charlie is playing the drums and breaks his drumstick. He hurts his hand. Wen's dad asks him to be his best man and Wen ends up hurting his eye. Olivia and Wen grab a smoothie and they have a disagreement. Wen says maybe it's time to call it quits on the band. Olivia yells at Wen for complaining about his family. She says uh, she says she did, she did the band for him. So she leaves coughing. Stella calls the band uh, about the lemonade machine being taken. Stella won't let the movers take the machine and it starts to rain. The guys move her and the band jump on them when the when the security shows up. So they spend they spend time in a holding cell. Stella says they can't give up and Olivia agrees. Charlie takes the payphone and Charlie takes out a penny, uh, taps it against the payphone, and using what they have, they make more music. They sing turn up the music again and hug. Sydney uh, picks Wen up and he hugs her. Mo tells her parents she'll never be perfect. Charlie walks out to find his brother Tommy is picking him up. He gets in the car. Tommy tells him to stand up to his parents. Stella walks out to meet her mom and they have an awkward encounter. Her mother says she's proud of her and apologizes for being so absent. They hug and leave the building. Stella invites her mother to the show and her family shows up with a guitar. Rising Star is happening and Mudslide is up to perform uh, Don't You Wish You Were Us. Lemonade Mouth are watching in envy at the side of the stage. Ray tries to intimidate Stella and Scott wishes them good luck. Lemonade Mouth take to the stage and try to play the Terminate but it all goes wrong. Scott wants to help and Ray warns him if he does that, he's out of the band. The band are about to leave the stage and an audience member breaks out into Determinate and soon the audience all join in. Scott and Stella play as everyone sings and the band stand in awe. Mo walks out and talks to Scott. He compliments her music and they they get back together. Charlie sees them. uh, He says hi to them and walks away. He makes eye contact with another student and smiles at her. Wen shows up to Olivia's house with a kitten. Wen says Olivia's right. They hug. Sydney and Wen's dad get married. Stella talks to a wedding guest who played in a band and owns a lemonade company. Turns out it's Mel of Mel's Lemonade. The lemonade machine is 
is back in the new music hall. Principal Brennigan shows up to help Mrs. Re- Mrs. Resnick cut the ribbon. They cheers the lemonade. Mrs. Resnick and Principal Brennigan flirt. Olivia's narration comes to an end as she po- posts a letter to her dad. Lemonade Mouth are playing Madison Square Garden and perform the song Breakthrough. And that is the end of the movie Lemonade Mouth. Yes, so, it is. Let's get into a discussion. Hmm. Where to start? Is it iconic? <laughs> it is and it isn't. Yes. So I feel like I cringed a lot. I did. But that's not to say that I that's not good. Yeah. Like as in I cringed, but it was just it's just cause like like we would have thought they like a doing all <laughs> yeah. that, right? And now we're looking back on oh dear Jesus Christ. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like back then, like our age and younger would have been like they are eating and leaving no crumbs. They are it. And like, I think it was more so like the fashion as well. Oh, God. And like the hairstyles. Can we please, please talk about Stella's hair? Hayley Kiyoko's hair. Oh, my sweet Jesus. The, what's it called? The asymmetrical bob. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the oh. soccer mom bob. She looks like she looks like Joe Jonas in Camp Rock. That's genuinely what that's giving. Yeah, she does. And yeah, wow, like so edgy and cool. <laughs> and like I remember like that people in around my age like would have wanted to be like Stella. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm Stella from Lemonade Mouth, so okay. Um but yeah, so very cringy. Yeah. But also, like, has a nice message. Yeah, no, I really like the message of, like, friendship and togetherness and stuff like that. And I do think it was very progressive. Like, yes. you know, obviously, spoiler alert, Um, if you're new here, we are going to spoil this. <laughs> I've already gone through the whole movie. I know, but I'm, like, I'm going into specifics now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when the cat dies. Yeah. And then they all go over to the garden and they're all looking at the clouds. And then Stella's like, yeah, like I just, I'm a disappointment in my family. Yeah. And then they all just like kind of trauma dump on each other. Yeah. <laughs> and, but like, it's showing like the dynamics in different people's families and like, it's showing people that, like, you don't know what other people are going through, even if they're your friends. Mm. And, like, I thought it was really nice. But then when, when Bridget um, or when Olivia was like, mm. my dad's in prison. I was like, oh. I was like, that was weird. That was so weird. But that's not spoken about very in, often. And in, in a Disney TV movie now. No, but like back then, especially probably more now, but like mm. back then that was not spoken about. So the fact that they just like put that in there like that, and I think I thought it was really good. Uh, mm, mixed feelings about it. It was just the way it weird the way it was done. It was like, oh yeah, no, that was weird. But it was like the fact of like 
just knowing that some child whose parent is in prison mm. could like relate to that. Yeah. And I, I just thought it was so nice because like I used to relate to stuff on TV and like I'm sure you did as well when you were younger, yeah. like especially down to my family dynamic. And if somebody had a family like mine, which for me isn't very common, mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, they're like me. <laughs> you know? Mm. Uh, yeah, no, this film actually reminds me a lot of one of my favorite films of all time, The Breakfast Club. Yeah, I was going to say that. So I love The Breakfast Club dynamic. I actually incorporate it into my own work. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just love that dynamic. And I have actually found out this was based off a book. Is it? Yeah. I'm not going to read the book. I have too many books to read. <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed to read the book. I'm not. She won't let me buy any more books. No, I won't let you buy any more books. What did I say to you? Read what you already have and then go guilt-free shopping. Exactly. <laughs> That's living in your mind rent-free because you said it like it was a mantra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I literally go back and look at that every time I go look at a new book. It's like, okay, yeah, no. <laughs> like, read what you have and then you can go guilt-free shopping because because if you're not, you're just going to go shopping or like window shopping, then you're going to feel really bad. So mm-hmm. if you just read what you have. <laughs> yeah, true. Because I know oh. you can. I believe in it. I can, yeah. Yeah, but I do love that kind of Breakfast Club dynamic. And I think it is really kind of interesting how they all meet. And, you know, the scene in the basement detention room when they all just start vibing with each other. I just love that scene. Oh, and then they do it again in the jail cell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was the elastic band for me. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, an elastic band doesn't even make that noise. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just wanted to like peel out my brain. I was like, no, (laughs) I I won't lie. I found like 80% of this film very cringy. And every time they performed, I was like, I can't watch this. Oh, the dance to determinate the little slide they do. I'm like, are we doing the trash house slide, lads? Come on. It's a proper Rocky song. Also, this movie is, like, delusional. What do you mean? In the sense of, like, they're like, no, I could never be in the band. Okay, I'll be in the band. Like, two seconds later. You didn't even need to convince them. They were just like, no, I could never. Okay, maybe I will. Yeah, oh, my God, so bad. And, um, oh, they play Madison Square Garden. Delulu. I was like, okay, grand. Delusion. Like, if they if they had have won that that competition mm-hmm. after the crowd sang for them. Also delusional, you're not getting getting out of jail that quick and going straight to a performance. Yeah. And then also like the way everyone got injured. Yeah, no, two of the girls were sitting. <laughs> two of the lads got injured. It was just Stella then. Yeah, Stella was fine. She just got mm-hmm. them all in jail for the evening. Stella is such an annoying character, though. She is. I was going to say that. Yeah. I know she's, I know, like, female empowerment, like, you can do what you want, but, oh, yeah. my God, give it a rest. I know. She's 
too too much of a loud lemonade mouth of shall we say we don't need this much teenage angst in mm. one teenager in a movie yeah and also i have a quick question like about Stella mm-hmm. and like her family dynamic and like look i know like genetics can hit people differently but like Haley Kelko, yeah, very, very Asian woman. Yes. And in the film, her mom's not Asian. Fine, her dad is. And the two, twin two... brothers are completely Caucasian. Yeah, I feel that a bit. And even with Mo's family, it's like I think Naomi's got as of Egyptian descent. I was looking that up. I I was actually looking that up here. Like I was looking up Naomi Scott because when she said Indian, I was like, I think she's what? Egyptian. Yeah, um, I'm actually looking it up now. I'm I'm on her here. Well, technically she's English, but yeah, her um ethnicity. Do do do. No, she is. It is Indian. Oh, she is. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Oh, I thought um, she was Egyptian descent. Okay. Yeah, no. Um, and she's she does a good bit like to do with kind of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just don't think she looked very Indian in this film. I just think they kind of whitewashed her a little bit. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Because and like maybe she like also kind of done it to herself a little bit, like not in a judgmental way, but like of just trying to make it as like a teenager in mm-hmm. Hollywood, maybe she did kind of white herself down a bit mm-hmm. to be more castable. Yeah. But I will say I was shocked that she's English, so she done a very good job. Yeah, no, her American accent's very good. Yeah, she I thought she was American, like she is she's so beautiful as well. She's done gorgeous. Um, and she's also Princess Jasmine. She is. She did amazing in that movie as well. Yeah, she's incredible. But also, while we're here, mm-hmm. can we please talk about when... Oh my God, Jack Harlow found deceased. When greatest rapper of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he rapped, I just... All I could hear was Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Like specifically, <laughs> um, what's that song? Determinate. No, the Nicki Minaj song. Which one? Oh, um, heartbeat running away. Oh, super bass. Super bass. I feel like all of his raps were just super bass, in <laughs> with different words. <laughs> And like, I dare everyone to go back and listen to all of the songs that when or Adam Hicks raps Mm -hmm. in in Lemonade Mouth Mm -hmm. and think of Super Bass. And I promise you, you will you will understand what I'm trying to say. No, no. When he's in Olivia's house and they're in the backyard and they're trying to write the song and he's like. I literally can do this word for word. He's like, get a shiver down your spine every time I rhyme, I'm... And then he's like... Oh, I can't. It's horrible. I was like, where's the rap Grammy right now? 
honestly, again, I wanted to take my brain out. I was like, I can't, I actually can't deal with this. <laughs> Jack Harlow at Fendicis when we stand a legend. <laughs> also, uh, like, did what Charity so Charity fancies Mo. Yeah. But then he then he doesn't at the end. I didn't understand that at all. I think he does at the end, yeah. but he just is like, all right, well, she's back with her ex, so I'm not liking about that. Mm. Oh, her also, ex is such a loser. Yeah, he is. Mm. He is. Um, I was just kind of like, girl, like, empowerment. You don't need a man. You're like 16 or something. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, I think she should have went with Charlie anyway. And that's not just because I would have thought Charlie was the best looking in the film as a teenager. I knew you were, were going to say that. Well, like he was. <laughs> no, you have to have joke you think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, fun fact, I don't know if you know this, but the actor who plays Charlie is Blake Michael. And he was the youngest person out of the cast. So he's only our age. How old is he in this then? Uh, well, how old were we when it came out? He's 27 years old. 15 when it came out, so you would have been... 13 or 14. Hmm. Yeah. Whereas like Bridget Mandler, Naomi Scott, Hayley Kyoko and so forward are all um in their 30s now. Wow. Like, oh my God. 30 to 32. Oh my God. So Bridget Mandler was like 20 in this movie. No, no it came out 13 years ago. So she was 17. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. 2011, it's 2023. Well, yeah, 13 years ago by the next calendar year. So, yeah, about 17. Okay. Right. Yeah. She was doing loads back then, though, when you look at her, but we'll probably talk about that later. Uh, well, no, we can talk about it a bit now because I didn't prepare that. Uh, well, Good luck, Charlie's gone. Well, went from 2010 to 2014. Lemonade Mouth came out in 2011, and also so did Good Luck Charlie Christmas film. Oh my god, iconic Christmas movie! Yeah, and and then Wizards of Waverly Place from 2007 yeah. to 2012, which she would have been in. So she was literally doing like three projects, three to four projects at a time mm-hmm. in those years. In general, and then she was just in other bits that weren't even Disney related, like from 2009. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, she's just a little queen. And she released an album of pop bangers. We stand a legend. <laughs> we do stand a legend, and she is a smart legend. Yeah, she's she's Harvard graduate, is she? Uh, she's currently enrolled in Har- Harvard Law School. Uh, as of 20th of February 2023 mm-hmm. she graduated as an anthropology major at USC and has continued her research throughout her time at MIT and currently she's a director's a director's fellow working at MIT Center for Constructive Communications and Social Machines and is simultaneously enrolled at Harvard Law School wow Good luck, Charity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good luck, Charity. Try to follow that. <laughs> yeah. All the girls have done very well, I will say. They have. They have. And good. They deserve it. They yeah, work very hard. Yeah, they're all talented. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now this movie's just 
was like it was good like and I'd probably watch it again like I'd watch I'd watch it with somebody who's like younger than me yeah like I'd show it to to someone and be like look at this movie it's a good mm-hmm. one you'll enjoy it meanwhile I want to rip my eyeballs out again <laughs> you didn't I know it, it wasn't bad also actually another thing I had to say was the very end when um Stella and Mel mm-hmm. are talking I really thought that was gonna go a weird way oh so did I I was like I don't remember this this is creepy and then obviously it didn't and I was like oh thank god mm-hmm. but also, when's dad and his girlfriend weird? Who's 28? Yeah, his girlfriend's 28. Yes, she was. But then also, when has a little sister, there was a child that was with them in a scene in the movie, it was a little girl. Yeah. And I was like, okay, is that her daughter? No, it's his sister. Oh, it's his sister. Okay, but she just yeah. disappears. Yeah, no, it's his sister. So, like, obviously the mom and dad had them too. And then the mom left. And then, obviously, the dad was, like, found Sydney mm-hmm. randomly and then decided to marry her. But, yeah, like, imagine me in a year's time with a teenage stepson. <laughs> and, like, that's, like, what, probably, like, 16 Mm-hmm. In the movie, mm-hmm. and like a, like a four year old. No thanks. Then you know, okay, you head out to host, or I'll be looking. <laughs> I'll be looking right out there. <laughs> 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 oh, stop! But no, yeah, I just thought that was a bit bizarre. I was like, why? Why is when getting given out if I'm being weirded out by that? Like, that but is weird. He All was right in this movie. Our actual. Dog shit human beings, like. Yeah. Except for um Olivia's nanny. Yeah, no, except her. Yeah, she's great. Um Yeah, and then we never see Charlie actually have the conversation with his parents. I just felt like that was so unresolved. Yeah, him and his brother like fist bumped and then mm-hmm. th- then he was happy. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I wish I could resolve all my problems with a fist bump. <laughs> Fortunately, I can't. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Uh, as much as I love Bridget Mender, I have to say her character in this was kind of boring. Yeah. Yeah, she's a bit of a nothing character. It's just like, okay. It was very much she was the it girl at that time. Yeah. And they were like, we have to put Bridget Mendler in this movie. Mm. And I'm not saying that she doesn't have a personality because, quite frankly, I loved her in Good Luck Charlie. And I, Good Luck Charlie was one of my favourite shows growing up. I loved it so much and I thought it was great. But she always, in my mind, played characters that were a bit, a bit of a square. Yeah. Just a bit boring and a bit like advent like not adventurous like boring and like smart and wants to achieve things you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. uh but meanwhile like doesn't actually have a personality in the nicest way possible oh no teddy duncan <laughs> what do you mean teddy duncan was actually kind of cool though ah she wasn't 
<laughs> she was killed because her name was Teddy. No, that is not. That makes no sense. Yeah, it does. It doesn't. No one is cool if their name is Teddy. Like, yeah, they are. Off the back, it's facing their personality. Like, no, kip, me, kip, names mm-hmm. make you cool. Like, like, agree. I, I fully like stand behind this. That like, a name like makes or breaks someone, and like I feel like even myself, I could have went so much further in life. Like, if I just had have had, like, a bit of a cooler name. Like, I changed my name to Katie Lou. Mm-hmm. And my, not changed my name. My name is Kate. My first name is Katie Louise. Mm-hmm. But, like, I started going by that. Because there was, like, somebody, is there somebody else where mm-hmm. I work called Katie? So I was like, oh, just call me Katie Lou because, like, it's still, it's still my name. Like, so, mm-hmm. whatever. But, like, I just feel like it's, like, made me, like, work but I don't know I, sh- I just feel like it puts an edge on it or something okay yeah so I fully fully believe that like names make you kill and like if your name is Mike versus your name is Teddy you know <laughs> Teddy's cooler but if your name is Mike as a girl and it's spelled M-Y-K-E you're cool okay yeah I, I suppose yeah a hundred percent, like Stella. Stella wouldn't be cool if her name wasn't Stella in this movie. I I was kept going to call her Stevie because you play Stevie in Wizards of Waverly Place. Yeah, and again, cool name, cool yeah. character, edgy. You know, if her name was Annabelle, wouldn't have the same effect. <laughs> and I will die on this hill. Yeah. No offense to any Annabelles or no, yeah, exactly that I have mentioned, but like just saying. Can I talk about how absolutely disgusting the lemonade looked? Yeah, it was neon and it was meant to be organic. Yeah, in various now it's American fizzy drinks. Like, have you, have you seen the Fanta over there? Uh, no, but I will next week. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so when you can stop into a Seven Eleven, look at the Fanta and see how orange it is. When Stella spits it on Ray, and it stains his shirt, it's like bright yellow. <laughs> Also, actually, I need to speak about that. What's that? Like, you shouldn't spit on anybody. That was just disgusting. <laughs> that was disgusting. That's just like, I thought she was going to give him a, mm-hmm. a pelt into the face, like, which would have been fine. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. don't condone physical violence, but like, don't spit in someone's face. That's just nasty. It's just not nice. Yeah. Unless they consent to it. But other than that. Sorry, everyone. I may have killed Evan again. <laughs> well, some people like it. But like, I could just mean if someone's starting on your friend, don't spit a drink in their face. Because honestly, if that was the real world, her head would have got kicked in. Like, <laughs> Sorry, Evan's still uh, not able. <laughs> I did not expect that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ex- always expect the unexpected with me, Evan. Have oh yeah, but honestly, that lemonade, that lemonade looked disgusting. And it, no, it, it did. Yeah. No, I no, I've seen the kind of cans that it was in. It's just like a plastic. It's not actually a can. It's like a plastic can shape with okay. like a steel top on it. They we actually, I'll find one and I'll send you a picture of it, like in just a supermarket. I've actually seen them in Dublin. 
very recently around the corner from my job. All right. And I've had a drink from one. So the can's fine, like, but the drink inside of it was absolutely illuminescent. Oh, horrible. Horrible. Oh, my God. It just looks like it doesn't taste good. Yeah. Another scene that actually made me want to. Another scene I just found really, really weird in this movie. Uh, it's one of the, it's the mudslide, the first one that mudslide perform. It's the and the crowd goes scene. So they're doing it in a warehouse, and I was like, okay, they're shooting music video, but there's no camera. Yeah. So they're just performing on a truck, and then they're moving around, and so it was really, really weird. I was like, what is going on? Maybe they're just jamming. Oh my god. <laughs> in a warehouse because they're cool. Oh. Oh my god, mudslide. Give me that's a shit band name. They haven't me as a shit band name, but that's a shit band name. Yeah. Oh I don't. I kinda see mudslide. Hmm. I see mudslide more than I see lemonade mouth. And also I thought it was so weird that like well, after the first time Lemonade Mouth played, that like the whole school were like, Oh my god, look at them. Yeah. It's like the like, thing. Oh my god. Yeah, and treating them like celebrities and all that. It's like, oh, calm down. This would never happen. You'd be bullied for the rest of your skill career. Like, Yeah. <sighs> yeah, the Lulu film. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Absolute madness. And when they're looking at the clouds and it's like that. <laughs> the images of the clouds. Oh, that was so bad. So Where it was awful. like. Obviously, very obviously CGI put in, and it was like, like a wisp. I was like, oh, that's why didn't you not just video clouds and then tell them what they look like? You know, yeah, like get them to look at them and post, and then go back and film that scene. Like that looks like whatever, and then use your magic editing skills that you clearly have because you're hired by Disney. Let me be a producer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this wasn't as big as like High School Musical or like Camp Rock or Descendants. No. Did do we do we feel it should, it deserves better? I not that I just think it deserves better, but it wasn't as big as us. But I think that's what they were trying to replicate mm-hmm. with it. So mm-hmm. I think it's just kind of funny that it wasn't as big, especially because they kind of put like all the big names that they had at that time mm-hmm. especially Hayley Kyoko and Bridget Mendler because obviously yeah. they were on other shows and Wizards and stuff like that and actually Adam Hicks because he was in um a Disney XD show that was quite popular oh was it Lab Rats? no uh, Zeke and Luther oh I knew I recognised him yeah yeah, I used to love Zeke and Luther yeah so he was in, in that so like those were the three like and he was in So Random as well Oh my god, he was. Yeah. So oh. they were like the three like stars. So I think they were trying to recreate mm-hmm. a high school musical slash Canberra kind of scenario and just didn't. But also like I feel like they just it was just released at the wrong time. Like I feel like if if that had been released before high school musical, yeah. F- fans would have went crazy over. Yeah. And especially our generation. I feel like our generation would have eaten it. Yeah. And like would still be. And like people are still obsessed with it. And you know what? I did like it. I'm not going to say I didn't. I just do think it's absolutely bizarre. 
Yeah, it is really bizarre. I loved songs though, like Determinate, She's Still Gone, I would listen to forever. Yeah, I'll I'll have to listen to the songs without looking at them perform them because I can't yeah. focus on the music when I'm watching them perform. I know, yeah, some of the faces. <laughs> oh, it was just painful, painful, painful. Oh God, it's a very very funny. Um, oh my God, uh, apparently Adam Hicks is still rapping. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, he's an independent. He got arrested there, so as soon as he got out of prison, he, he started rapping again. What? What did he go to prison for? I actually don't know. I just heard he got arrested. I just saw that on TikTok. And then apparently he just released some music videos. Oh. Adam Hicks arrested. Oh, he was sentenced to five years. Does it say for what? Committing several armed robberies. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Adam. This isn't as fun as we thought it was going to be. Oh, my goodness. Uh... Oh, and his brother, Tristan, isn't doing so great either. Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, Tristan was jailed for a deadly crash. Oh, for God's sake, lads. Yeah, uh, that, I think, Jesus. Wow, okay. Okay, yeah, we've entered a weird zone here. This one's, yeah. This one's taking, oh my God. What? Wait. What are you looking at? I just, I've seen a face on a Disney Stars Gone Bad thing. And I'm like, oh, I did not know that. Um, that Orlando Brown from That's So Raven was arrested. Oh, oh yeah, he's been arrested a few times. He's not well. Ugh. Oh, no. Ah. Wow. Oh, God. Okay, now we've entered a weird zone here. Oh, Jesus. Child stars. While we're down the dark path, though, um, during my research, I've realized that the, so far that I've come across in my research, the only cast member from Lemonade Mouth who has passed away was Mel. Oh my god, really? Yeah, in 2019. And um so like he he died by suicide, but mm-hmm. there's a Facebook rumor going around that he was actually killed mm-hmm. and it was staged as suicide because he was starting to um unveil a lot of pedophiles in oh, Hollywood. God. Oh wow. So yeah. Oh, God, we've gone down a very dark path. Look, that's the dark side of Disney. It's the dark side. You should set your own conspiracy theory podcast. <laughs> can you tell I grew up on Shane Dawson? Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> I wouldn't brag about that either. Well, <laughs> uh, do you know what? I can't hide from it, okay? I did. <laughs> Am I proud of it? No. But do I have to just keep going? Yeah, I do. Okay, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying. Can you tell? And Jenna Marbles. Okay. I took both of their personalities and I ran with them. I didn't take Shane Dawson's personality. <laughs> just a conspiracy. I'm not a makeup artist yet. So 
I would have been a deadly YouTuber, but now I can never do that because they all just turn out to be horrible. Oh, I swear to God, this is like therapy for you, isn't it? Oh, it really is. <laughs> That's why I'm still here 100 episodes later. 100 episodes of therapy. Um, <laughs> and it's free. Well, I don't have anything more to say on Lemonade Mouth, do you? No, I actually don't. No, we can work it in as per usual. But I'm going to talk about the success of Lemonade Mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has an 80% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Quite high. Definitely higher than rent. Definitely higher than rent. So um, it received over 7 million views on its premiere night and has been met with generally positive reviews with praise uh, going towards the acting ensemble, the script, uh, region's direction and themes of honesty, integrity and self-expression. The film won the Popstar Award for Favourite TV Movie in 2011 and was also nominated for a Directors Guild of America Award and a Motion Picture Editors Award. The soundtrack, uh, the soundtrack for the film was released in April 2011. Significant commercial success, peaking at number four on the US Billboard 200 and number three on the US Top Digital Albums. Uh, so in 2011, the author of the book, Lemonade Mouth, said that they, he had been working on a sequel. Blake Mitchell, who played Charlie, uh, said it's all up to the fans. It's in their hands. If people enjoy it and they love it and they want to make more, they'll get it. I think Disney is just a great organization in general, and they're always one step ahead of the game, so you never really know what's going to happen. Blink twice if you need help, Blake. On June 15th, I was thinking that. <laughs> June 15, 2011, it was announced during the 2011 Licensing International Expo that Lemonade Mouse 2 was in the works. On April 6, 2012, however, Chris Brochu, who played Ray, announced on Twitter, uh, on his Twitter account that the sequel was no longer going into production uh, in interviews with Kids World Media and BCS Kids. In May 2012, Bridget Mada confirmed that a sequel would not be produced, noting that they tried to figure something out for a sequel, but everyone at Disney felt like the movie had completed its story in the first movie. Now, they were trying to set it up for a sequel from what I, from watching the movie, from what I can see. Yeah, they were, and then they just ended it in Madison Square Gardens. I know, it's the weirdest. The Lulu. The Lulu. This is the Lulu, the movie. Lulu the movie really for all is. the Delulu girls stream Lemonade Mouth for clear skin honestly I will I'll do that because it might work <laughs> take all the Delulu out of me and just put it into that right so Katie you have your I think you need a can of lemonade for this um, I do but I don't have that anymore it's all gone it's all gone uh, because it's time for a pop quiz so Mrs. Resnick did put this, put this together herself. Wow. <laughs> uh, actually, she didn't. It was me. Uh, so ten... <laughs> you are Mrs. Resnick. Yeah. No. Well, uh, it's the actress from My Wife and Kids. I can't remember her name right now. But oh yeah, I can't remember her name right now. I don't. Something... Oh, that's where I know her from because yeah. I was like, where do I know her from? Um, her name is Tisha Campbell. Yes. We sound my wife and kids. Um, so ten questions all about lemonade mouth for Katie. Uh, this is the one hundredth pop quiz that we have done. So we have ten questions. Katie, are you ready? I'm ready. So these can be multiple choice if you want. So question one: What is the first song Lemonade Mouth sing together? Um, can I have multiple choice? Yeah. So is it Determinate, Turn Up the Music, This Is Me, 
or be here? This is me. Damn, no, I'm wrong. The turn of the music, this is me, is from Campbell. I did think that, but they do have a song title very similar. I'm going to actually check this. I, try, I literally just made this up in the spot. Here we go. Living on a high wire. What song are you thinking of? Um, Breakthrough. Are you thinking of Breakthrough? I can't remember. Um, there, but there is that lyric. There is the lyric. This is me in one of the songs. Yeah. Well, anyway, gonna move on. Um. So, question two: Uh, who was the first person to say the words "lemonade mouth"? Um. Um. Ray. It is Ray. Question three: Who is Mo dating at the start of the movie? Um, Justin. No. Begins with J, though, right? No. Oh. It's the Youngfle. Yeah, I don't think his name is the Youngfle. Well, um, I I can't remember his name. His name is Scott. 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 Oh, we okay, said oh, at the same time. It. Okay, you got it. You got it then. <laughs> I can't believe I've done that. I know, that's really weird. I'm so proud of myself. So, question four. What is the name of the band Scott and Ray are in? Um, Mudslide. It is Mudslide. Question five. Which member of Lemonade Mouth is a rapper? When? Get a shiver down your spine. Every time I rhyme, Jack Harlow found dead in the ditch. Stop. I can't. First of all, stop saying that. <laughs> Second of all, I just can't deal with it. <laughs> He's the only white boy rapper I can think of. <laughs> yeah, well, there's another one I can think of, but if you said that about him, you'd be very, very um problematic. <laughs> Do you know who I'm talking about? No, I'm thinking not Mac Miller. Oh right, right. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. god, oh god, she said it. Oh. <laughs> so I was just saying that would be really bad if you said about him. It's <laughs> just really mean. What if he we it's manifest? Not, it's a joke. I don't. We manifest stuff on this podcast. You know we do. Yeah, well, I hope. Oh God, yeah, so, we do shit. Yeah, we do. So that's why I said stop saying it because oh, I don't want to be responsible for Jack Carlo's death. Please. <laughs> Question six: Who plays Stella? Um. Oh damn! I've said her name. Hey, Haley Kyoko. Yes, it is Haley Kyoko. Question seven: What is the brand name of the lemonade that the characters drink? Mel's Organic Lemonade. Yeah, I just had Mel's here, so yeah. Uh, question eight: What is the name of Olivia's cat? Judith. No. Meredith. No. That's one oh. of Taylor Swift cats, though. <laughs> Had to bring it up. Call me a fan. <laughs> um, um, I can't remember. It's Nancy. Oh, I would have never guessed. Uh, question nine: Which which song does Mo sing lead on? Um, I 
breakthrough. No, it's she so gone. Oh, I just guessed. And question 10, how old is uh, Sydney? 28. She is. <laughs> uh, so you got 7 out of 10 on the Lemonade Myth quiz. That's not bad. That is not bad. So we're next up, we're going to put Lemonade Myth on our pop scale. We rank it out of 5 based on how much we like it and its place in pop culture. Katie, out of 5, what do you give the bitter, the bitterness that is Lemonade Myth? Well, I'm going to sweeten it up here, and I'm going to give it a four. Mm-hmm. I just think it was really good, and I did enjoy it. Like, okay, it was cringy. Mm-hmm. Would I rush back to watch it again? No. Would yeah. I watch it if I needed something comforting to watch and just mm-hmm. something to giggle at? Yeah, probably, because it's definitely giggle-worthy. Um, Not because of the writing, because of the direction mm-hmm. of it. Um, It's not comedic genius but it's just very very fun to giggle at um and yeah like it was popular and i suppose we're still sitting here talking about it 12 years later and like we have to give it to it for that and i do think it's aged quite well <laughs> no some parts haven't but some parts yeah. have so for that reason i'm gonna give it a four what are you giving it Okay, it's so actually before I do that, I actually want to say, I saw a TikTok once and it was um, about like, uh, everyone's gone mad that they can't get Taylor Swift tickets. It's like, guys, I'm never going to see Lemonade Mouth Live. <laughs> so I will never see Lemonade Mouth Live. So um, for that reason and that reason alone, I'm giving it a three and a half. And um, okay. basically to sum it up, like I was, it, I was a bit too old for it when it came out. So I don't really have that much of a history with it. Yeah. I think the songs are great. I really like the music. It is very cringy. Oh, yeah. It didn't really have the kind of big impact that like High School Musical or any of the rest of us has. Um, but people still really enjoy it. And, you know, a lot of the cast have gone on to do really good things. Um, however, I wouldn't be rushing back. So I it wouldn't be rushing back to watch it anytime soon. No. Maybe once a year. <laughs> once every blue moon. Yeah. 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 So, uh. Yeah, so for that, I'll give it a three and a half. Okay. Now, next up, we're going to talk about what's popping, meaning what we're enjoying in terms of pop culture. Katie, what's popping with you? So, um, again, only murders in the building. And I say that because I literally just caught up on this week's episode right before the podcast. Mm-hmm. And, it, oh, my God. Ugh. <laughs> Are you watching it again? I No, I haven't watched this new season. I need to catch <sighs> up, though. It's really good. And they left it on such a cliffhanger and I'm so annoyed. Mm-hmm. Like probably one of the biggest cliff- cliffhangers they've left it on mm-hmm. so far. And I'm really annoyed, but it's it's popping. Um, I will give honorable mention to George and Joe Bag's uh, podcast mm-hmm. and also Bambino Becky's podcast, which is called See It Off and it's on YouTube because they both had Charlie Marlowe on this week. Yeah. You know Charlie Marlowe from TikTok? I know that name. Oh, you have to get on her if you don't know her. So she's a TikToker. She's also popping with me. But I've always liked her. But I And I've never said her on what's popping. But she is popping with me always. She is one of the funniest women I have ever come across. Mm-hmm. And she's it's such like chaotic humor. And I just love her so much. And... You need to go look her up after this because I think you'd really like her. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so they both had her on their podcasts this week, and she's just 
an icon and a legend, and she's obsessed with Jane McDonald. Oh my God, is in loose like, women, Jane McDonald? Like, as in, actually fancies her. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. I watch this immediately. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, you will gel. You will understand when I tell you so. Um, But other than that, like, oh, I've been so busy. Mm. I haven't had time for things to be popping with me. So, in that scenario, what's popping with you? Clues in with Jane McDonald's. No, not really. <laughs> that just pops in my head a few times. Iconic show. Um, So, uh, Guts, Olivia Rodrigo, still blaring mm. that on repeat. Got my tickets to the Guts tour. May 1st, three arena, say hi, I'll be doing meet and greets. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. Got some beers, new album, Silence Between Songs. Very good. Very, very yeah. good, I will say that. Um, Let's see, still watching The Rake with Kimmy Schmidt. I started The Vampire Diaries. Ooh. And I absolutely am hooked. I can't believe I've never actually watched it before. Uh, I can't believe that either, actually, to be honest. I know. I'm late to the party on this one, guys. Yeah, you are. Still watching Buffy as well. Uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Um, what else is there? What else is there? What else is there? Um, yeah, any I think... books popping with you? Ah, yeah, still reading. Um, after we fell. So yeah. Oh okay. And uh, yeah, so I have after we fell, and then the last after book in that pile of books there, which mm-hmm. I'm gonna send to you. <laughs> by the way. Okay. Just so you get just because actually I'll actually tell you a story. I don't know, it was recently anyway. I was in a bookstore and there were some books. They were looking at me on the shelf. And I had to be like, no, I need strength. So I just look at that message you send me every time. Yeah, good. I'm glad to have be of help. I'm really glad I can help. This is what friends are for. Sometimes you need to tell your friends to stop buying books. Keep smiling. Keep shining. Um, so, Katie, where can the people find us? People can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Make It A Popcast. You can give us a little rating on Spotify and a, uh, what's the word? A review on Apple Podcasts. You can also share us on your story if you want to promote our 100th episode. Because if we do say so ourselves, it's quite a milestone. And if any of your family and friends need new podcasts to listen to, are going on holidays, you know, doing a bit of traveling, we have a hundred episodes now, so they have yeah. plenty of backlog to listen back on, and they can <laughs> find us anywhere they get their podcasts. So that was our one hundredth episode. Mm-hmm. And I still cannot believe those words are coming out of my mouth, my lemonade mouth, if you will. Your lemonade uh, mouth. <laughs> that was our one hundredth episode on lemonade mouth. Thank you for celebrating with us. Here's to 700 more. <laughs> okay, you're being very generous. Let's aim for 100 more. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening and you'll hear from us next week. Goodbye.